Hi, this is Thomas Durkin, and you're listening to The Famous Cat Chronicle. This is episode 4.1, the Mother's Day special. Hi, welcome back to The Famous Cat Chronicle. Today's guest is Lou Hennies. I have a larger main episode still coming, but this will give you a taste of what Lou is all about. And besides, it's the first annual Mother's Day episode from the Famous Cat Chronicle. You'll see what I mean by that. Lou Hennies is an Illinois-based artist who makes this wonderful folk Americana music with a twist. She and I had a wonderful conversation, but during the course of it, I'm listening back to the tapes and I'm saying this question and the answer she gave will be wonderful as a Mother's Day special. And she's given me permission to play the entirety of one of her songs, an acoustic version of a song called Gypsy Prince. Take a listen. Stay tuned for the main Lou Hennies episode coming soon, episode four. In the meanwhile, here is Lou Hennies on the Famous Cat Chronicle Mother's Day special. I'm struck by how powerfully you're able to write songs about how utterly transformed you appear to be by having become a mother. How do you think the birth of your son changed your point of view, either in terms of your whole life's outlook or more specifically your artistic voice from what it might have been prior to becoming a mother? Yeah, yeah. So, so Gypsy Prince is the third song on the EP. That's obviously, I, maybe it's not obvious. I think it's pretty obvious. It's a lullaby for my son. And it was written, it was derived from what I say to him every night before we go to bed. And I have said, he's just over two. I've said the exact same thing at bedtime every night. I, so I could recite it to you. I won't. But it always starts with, come here, I want to tell you something. I pick him up and I always say, come here, I want to tell you something. I love you more than I love have ever loved anything in the whole wide world. And then there's a whole other bit that goes on and it ends when we count to 100. And I, I knew that I wanted to write a song for him and I knew that I wanted it to be based on what I say at bedtime. That song was the newest song. I It was the last song I wrote before I went into the studio. It was the one that was the least practiced. And I think you can hear it on the EP. There's a, there's a couple of little flubs in there and we decided, I decided much to Eric's chagrin to leave them in. And I wanted to because I wanted it to be imperfect and I wanted it to be a little bit more personal. And when I was deciding what songs to release first, um, I knew there was never a doubt that that would be, on, that would be included. And the reason for that is because, I, I mean, I think it's, well, maybe it's not obvious. The reason for that is because I, ju- I just wanted it to be on the first release. I wanted to make sure that the very first thing I ever did included his song. And I wanted to make sure that you know, if God forbid anything ever happened to me, if I, you know, got struck down by lightning tomorrow, that that was done, that, that there was never there. I didn't just didn't want to hesitate on that at all. And so that's how that made it onto the record, despite not being very well practiced and despite not necessarily even really fitting with the theme of the other songs on, on that EP. I didn't care. I just wanted it was just going to go on the first one no matter what. With respect to becoming a mom and kind of related to what I was just talking about, about forgiveness and unconditional love. The th- there's two things I learned when I became a mom. And the first one is I learned the very first thing I figured out, like within weeks of be- being a mom, I learned very, very quickly and very, very clearly the ways I was selling myself short. I learned very quickly what I was accepting that was less than what I was worth. 
because it was very clear that I would not accept that for my son. When I thought about how I would let people treat him, how I would let people speak to him, how I would let people speak about him, and not that, right, and not, and like, and why even, it's not like he was even in threat of being spoken to poorly, like, he's surrounded by love, every, you know, everybody in our family adores him, but it was just, like, immediately, I just knew instinctively that, like, no, like, he, like, I would never allow him to be criticized, I would never allow him to be questioned, I would never allow him to be shamed if I could help it, and not that I can help how he feels, but, like, I would never allow him to be spoken to in a way that would cause him shame, And I realized that I was allowing myself to be exposed to all of those things. Like I was allowing myself to be criticized and to internalize other people's ideas about me. And it just immediately the juxtaposition was clear, you know, clear as day. Like I need to treat myself as well. I need to set my standards as high for myself as I do for my kid. And that was that, that, That was the greatest gift he could give me. Like, he provided that to me, you know, by virtue of being born. He showed me what I was worth, right? And that's how, like, that's where love starts. So then the second thing I learned about being a mom, once that kicked in, once that kicked in, I started to feel the love that everybody talks about feeling when you have kids. And it's weird because it took a minute for me. And I think that's actually pretty normal. I think it's a little bit, I think we kind of mislead new moms into thinking like you have this baby and all of a sudden you just love it and you're bonded with it and you just feel, it's just like your best friend and you just like know each other and you freaking do not, you know, you don't know each other. And, and it's weird because you feel like you should and you don't and you're, there's a stranger in your house and it's really loud (laughs) <laughs> and um and really demanding you know and it takes time right it takes time to learn each other but so that was the first thing that was the first gift that that jack gave to me was this like higher standard this like you know this like high, like this this he held up this mirror and showed me what i was worth and so that's where our love started that's when i really started to love him and the thing that happened after that is that I started to feel that love that people talk about parents having for their children, right? This, this love that is absolutely insurmountable and absolutely irreversible. And the thing is, I wanted to know a love like that my whole life. I wanted to believe love like that existed and I was looking for it for a really, really long time. And when I started to feel it with him... At first, I was like, oh, this is just for you. This is just between you and me, and this is just the love mothers feel for their children or maybe parents feel for their children. But then I realized, like, no, 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 no. This is unlocking something in me that I now know exists and can be, like, blasted. Like, this is this this love is like a ray that can be just shined out in, like, 360 degrees. And that changed everything for me. So to end that story or to end the answer to your question, after a series of goofy, funny, loving things I say before bed, I put him in his crib. We count to 100. I put him in his crib. And then I always say, I love everything about you. Uh, Well, (laughs) he could say it better than me now because he's repeating everything I say. I say, I love you through and through. I love all the good things and all the silly things and even the things that frustrate me sometimes. I love those things, and I'm going to love you no matter what you do or who you are because I'm your mama. And, like, 
I have said those words every day for, you know, two and a half, almost two and a half years. And now it's like I can feel it's so much easier to look at other people and say, I'm going to love you no matter what you do or who you are. Like it's just a decision. It's just a decision. So because of that, it actually does kind of make a lot of sense that that song made it onto the record because it does, it does kind of fit in with, um, with the themes of the other, the other three. All right.
you'll allow me this indulgence, um, and the, again, just my opinion, but I think you're doing the mothering thing right. It, that, that was such a profound answer. So I think, thank, thank I think, you. I think you're doing all right. So. It's the best gig I ever had. Happy really early is. Mother's Day. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> that was Lou Hennies. Stay tuned to the Famous Cat Chronicle and look out for the main episode four where she gets to explain all of her music and philosophies of life and her burning optimism in the face of adversity. Stay tuned for that. You're really going to appreciate it. Be sure to look out for the brand new EP by Lou Hennies called Trial and Error available on most of the main music purveyors out there. Lou Hennies will be playing in concert at the Montrose Saloon on Saturday, June 12th at 6 p.m. and also Sunday, July 25th, also at the Montrose Saloon at 5 p.m. Listen up for episode four. Until then, I'm Thomas Durkin, and this is the Famous Cat Chronicle. Thanks a lot. See you soon. That one might be the keeper. Mm-hmm.